Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your host navigates through the twisting, turning, but never boring world, five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, along with uh, Eric, the Portuguese hammer. Uh, a little bit different show tonight. Uh, we were supposed to be talking about a, a game that happened last night, so we're going to get through as much of the of yesterday's and today's events as we can, sort of lead you up. We're going to try to tell you if there's going to be a game this weekend. Uh, we're going to try to get you updated on some other LA Galaxy news, and, and hopefully here in just a couple minutes, um, we're going to be joined by one of our guests as well. So... Uh, a lot of stuff to get to, uh, not fun stuff, but I think it's it's worthy of us talking about and certainly getting into. So uh, to help me do that, Eric Portuguese Hammer is here. Hammer, hanging in there, buddy. I'm hanging in there. It has been uh, this this week has been one of the longest months of my life, just with the uh, school restarting for the kids and then everything going on uh, in, in our world and in our country. It's it's just been just kind of a a crazy time right now. So uh, like you said, there's. Uh, no soccer was played. We're not recapping games, but that doesn't mean that there's not plenty to talk about. I think uh, th- there's a lot that happened yesterday, a lot that happened today, uh, if you've been following what's going on around the league. So there's there's plenty to talk about and hopefully in anticipation of, of some more games coming in the future. But uh, yeah, yeah, just kind of a weird, a weird time, weird time to be alive right now. Yeah, I, I would like to point out that there are lobsters on your shirt, just in case people yes. on the podcast can't see that, which, by the way, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I will it's, say, it's, I, so. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if you are aware of this, but when you become a father, you actually, they assign you, you know, these printed shirts. You know, you, you can get lobsters, you can get fish. There's a, there's a whole whole bevy of uh, whole bevy of, of printed shirts you can go with. Yeah, yeah I, that's, that's, what, that's what I heard. All right. Um, let's get a little bit into the timeline of last night. The LA Galaxy were supposed to host the Seattle Sounders, a team that had flown from Boeing Field down to Los Angeles International Airport uh, the day of the game. Um, all that travel, by the way, happens the day of whenever you're traveling right now. Um, those are for COVID-19 reasons and restrictions and, and all that fun stuff. So um, they did that. Uh, they traveled in. They had all that uh, all that fun. They got to their hotel. Um, and that's where they stayed. Uh, from my understanding, they never made it to the field last night. So, um, you know, the the events that we're going to try to sort of lay out for you here happened in sort of rapid succession. It happened throughout the course of an afternoon. Um, and I think people are going to, you know, look back on this and think that there was more time between all these events than actually there was, Eric, because uh, from the uh, from the Milwaukee Bucks saying that they weren't going to play in their NBA playoff game, um, you know, all the way until MLS games started not being played, uh, wasn't a tremendous amount of time. Uh, yeah, when, especially not whenever it was official. Official, official, which was we had heard that the Bucks perhaps were not going to play their game. Um, and yeah. so that started to sort of lead up and, and go to things. And eventually we found out the Bucks were not going to uh, go to their game. Is that, you think that's fair? Yeah, that's fair. And I, I believe that tip-off was going to be around uh, 1 o'clock, 1.30 Pacific time. So you, when you think about the Galaxy kicked off or scheduled to kick off at 8 p.m., so between uh, 1 o'clock, you know, to it's basically, you know, a six hour, seven hour window for all of this to go down. And when you look at how quickly the NBA moved in on it, uh, 
MLB moved in on it. Uh, you just right. kind of saw the writing on the wall on where this was going to go. So, uh, yeah, not, not a big window. I think when you look back and, and you're in it and you're in the middle of it, it's like, is this happening? And you're reading the updates and you're seeing it as it goes down. It feels like it's a long time. Time kind of slows down. But when you really look back, it was really a short, short window of time that this all it all conspired. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was. Um, so uh, it's it's an interesting thing to look at here and you know what we need to uh we need to help some we, we need to have some more help on this and and certainly uh a, a good friend of mine is going to come on the show right now so uh without much further introduction uh you know from the you know him from the la riots uh the la riot squad cast i just call it the riot squad cast i was changing it up but uh chris tucker is uh, is here to join us as well so chris how you doing buddy how's it how's it going sir can you hear me i don't know if this is yeah, working we, no no we got you we got you yeah, yeah, loud and clear. No, we're we're good. This is what live is all about, man. Just throw people in and and sort of see I how it works. It. And hey, yeah, that's <laughs> right. We never know if it's going to work. It's a little bit of a magic act, right? Whenever we bring people on and do oh, stuff. Yeah. So, um, Eric and I are just sort of getting into the um the the timeline of last night. And so we were sort of starting with you know the Milwaukee Bucks saying that they might not play and how that eventually turned into them into them not playing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then. You know, the the timing on all this is actually I, I remember it yesterday just being on the discord and seeing all the news that was being dropped and, and all these different things. The timing of it feels like it was a lot longer between all these decisions, but I feel like they came actually pretty rapid fire um, in terms of when people decided they weren't going to play. You think I, Eric agreed with me, but you're you're more than welcome to disagree with me. No, I, I, I think you're spot on. I think it, it it snowballed from the original event of, of, I guess, Milwaukee. Well, originally, Milwaukee wasn't practicing. Their head coach right. said they weren't going to practice. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't know the guy's name, but uh, I loved he was like, they keep asking us to put these pins on and wear these shirts, and then something happens and we don't do anything. <laughs> so right. he was like, yeah, you know, I told the guys we're not going to practice. And then, and then that kind of snowballed into, it sounds like their players uh, saying, well, we're not, you know, that's not something we're, we're not going to play. We're not in. And then it snowballed further into uh, kind of the the major names of the NBA and all the teams of the guys in the bubble saying like, ah, well, and I guess they were upset because they wanted to know how they were going to progress as a group. But once Milwaukee had made that decision, they were like, cool, we're out. Like, we're, we're yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't it didn't seem like that. that that's one of those things that these things sort of cascade. So we, we look at what happens around MLS and what happened with the game um, in it was Orlando and Nashville. Uh, that's the mm-hmm. one game that got played last night. And, you know, there's been a lot of sort of finger pointing at those guys as well. I know um, from talking to some different people around there that there was discussion of them boycotting that game before uh, it went. Uh, there's a rule in major league soccer that says 20 minutes. Apparently this is apparently a rule 20 minutes before the game, the ball kicks off. You basically have to turn your phones off and there's no more electronic <laughs> communication allowed like during the game. So you got to shut it all down and do all that. I, I don't know if do we ever see Zlatan texting on the sideline. Like whenever he was, I'm sure he wouldn't care. I can, <laughs> I can tell you, I definitely know of some players that have broken that rule. 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I was like, if we can place uh, bets on who's going to break that rule, who, who, who would we guess? Uh, that's on this current team, right? yeah. Uh, Jonathan Dos Santos would break that rule. Come on, the, the yeah, guy's always got on cousins, man. That's he's got cousins. <laughs> got to text some cousins, man. Keep them cousins close. So, uh, but no, so 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 that's apparently the rule. So apparently, by the time that they had looked at this, the Nashville Orla- Orlando game, by the time that they had gotten it, there was nobody had really made a decision on anything, and 
you know, yeah, you can criticize and say, well, they should have just made the decision themselves and then, you know, live with the consequences. Um, it's a little harder, I think, for some of these MLS guys to make that decision than maybe some of the NBA guys. But that's also probably not a fair criticism either. What, what do you think, Chris? Uh, no, I mean, what what NBA player couldn't retire tomorrow if he wanted? Even the guys on the bench. Like, I think I think Dax McCarty is is cool. Like, Dax McCarty's got some money. He's all right. But, you know, the guy who just signed his first senior contract at Nashville, he's not trying to burn 75 grand like he needs that money. I I get it. You know, I get it. It's a little easier. Yeah. Yeah, it it seems so. Anyway, so that game went on Um, at halftime. Apparently they were notified. That's totally up in the air about whether or not that's true or not. And also a story that's probably not true, but could be true is they decided to play because there were fans in the stadium and at halftime they were like, we're already halfway through this game. Let's finish it. Because at that point things had shut down pretty much around it. But the real sort of, um, you know, tipping point for this was the Miami and Atlanta game. Um, that's the one that, that stopped all this. And you have two guys, by the way, who are well known active members of players unions and, and have real voices there with Luis Robles, um, and Brad Guzan. These are, these are uh, these are veteran players who are more than capable of making decisions to 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 help out some of the younger kids. I mean, you know, um, y- you have to look at the age of some of these guys and be like, hey, who's going to be comfortable saying I'm not playing anymore? Um, I'm not playing right now. And so for some younger kids on on any of these teams, they're n- they're not in that position to do it, and they're looking for that senior leadership. Um, so when those guys stepped up, that shut it down. And apparently, they were on the phones in the tunnels of, of the stadium, like calling other teams and, and also so just kind of doing that. So um, that's what sort of tipped it off and started shutting things down. Now, let's get to the LA Galaxy and what happened with them because that's an interesting story and it's a little bit different. And I'm going to tell you, we have large gaps in our understanding of what it is. We think we know. We think we have a good I- idea. So we're going to give you as much as we can. But um, it's not 100%, mostly because the LA Galaxy haven't made anybody available to the press as of lately. I'll tell you right now, um, we have talked, uh, or on this show, we had requested a player come on tonight. Um, I was told that that player was busy tonight and for good reason. Um, it seems that the players are having a conference call tonight to determine what the next steps are. That conference call could be as little as just the LA galaxy team, but we actually think what's happening is this is an all players conference call for major league soccer and they're deciding what's going to happen this weekend. And we can give you a little insight into that as well. So. That's sort of uh, that's sort of our kicking off point. So uh, let's see, Eric, uh, did you think that there was any chance that game was getting played last night? Not after the amount of time that went by. Uh, I think it makes sense with the Orlando and Nashville game. Uh, and like Chris pointed out, the, the, the players didn't know what the repercussions were going to be in the NBA. I think those, that players union is pretty strong and, and they, that's a player led league. And I think when you look at MLS and just how the negotiation went, went prior to this season, the power is not really theirs. And so if they weren't going to play, we don't know what kind of repercussions were going to happen, whether it came to pay, whether it came to suspensions, they weren't aware of that. So I think it, it did take, like you said, the veteran presence of other players around the league to stand up and say something and, and cancel that game. I think the more time went on and you saw more people speaking out and you saw more people wanting to make the move more in solidarity uh, uh, and with their fellow you know athletes i think sasha even said it uh in in his his statement last night that it's more with his brothers and sisters and in, in sporthood or sporty i forget what the exact uh phrasing was but basically you know to stand in solidarity with those who went and boycott so i just think the longer the time went on and the fact that the galaxy played at 8 p.m pacific time 
uh, I just felt like that that game wasn't going to be played just the way all the dominoes were falling. Uh, Chris, what did you think? Uh, did you think that game was going to get played? Um, I, I, I think I agree with Eric. The way, if, if you look at the landscape, I think looking at the total landscape of what was going on with the NBA and what was going, what was you, the rumors you were starting to hear in, in baseball, and I think the Dodgers had already pulled out um, the Dodgers Giants game. The way it was, it was starting to go. I assumed there's no way they can play. Like realistically, there's no way they can play. Given how far <laughs> we were from the actual, I mean, you know, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm right. doing my best here. Given, right, right. <laughs> given given how far away we were from the actual kickoff and the fact that you still didn't hear anything from anyone who was involved in the organization at all. Right. It's easy to say we're considering not playing. It's easy to say we're discussing the, the, the prospect of not playing and seeing what that's going to, what that's going to do or we're gauging the concept of not playing. The fact that you heard nothing. I right. mean, I, 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 I always default to, you know, I'm, I'm going to assume the worst thing. And, and I right. think, part of, a, of, an, of an issue and a problem they have is not understanding the separation between the reality of their situation and the perception of their situation. And for the, the lay fan who's not covering everything and not absorbing everything, the perception is the thing that's going to explain reality to them. If you guys don't say anything, the assumption is you're, you're logically considering trying to play and trying to figure out how that's going to work because it would be easy to say that's not what we're doing or we're considering not right. doing that. Right. So no, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, honestly, I thought I thought there was I guess I was I was 50 50. I would say I was probably 50 50 in, in a way. I never expected them to play. Um, and in a way, I also wasn't hearing the things that I thought I would be hearing for them not playing. And so um, I had texted some players uh, well prior to whenever things started to go a little sideways. Um, and I've been like, hey, OK, so what's going on with you guys? Do you know? One of the players told me basically, hey, listen, we're going to head in and we're going to talk about this. Um, we're going to go to the we want to go to the stadium. We want to get all together and discuss this. And then, you know, we're going to decide um, then, which makes 100 percent sense, by the way. Um, the only thing that sort of throws that into, you know, any question is that you're sort of already seeing stuff around the league that's shutting down. And so, you know, did you need to have that full? It was like, listen, you know, we're all going it, to it's pretty easy to go with the flow at some point. And it feels almost like there was a tug against the flow. And it's like, I don't think you need to consider being against the flow in this one. Just go with the flow and do it. However. Yeah. Yeah, Chris. Well, if so, who are your leaders on the team right now? If you had to, I mean, it's a slight deviation, but if you had to pick out your leaders no, no. on the or, in the organization, give me your top three. OK, give me so your top three off uh, the top of your head. Top uh, Sasha question. Is, mm -hmm. is are you talking about front office too, or just on the on the team, on the players? Just on the field, just on the players. Okay, so so Sasha Kleshin is the number one unquestioned leader in that locker room. I don't even think there's anybody close to him. So it's one, and then it's probably others. I think Jonathan Dos Santos, up to a certain point, is a leader in that locker room. I don't know how much, but he is. Um, I think that maybe somebody like Dan Starr is, is a leader in that locker room. Again, well below where I think uh, Sasha Kleshin is. Sasha Kleshin is the veteran. Everybody bow down. That's the guy who's making decisions for the team right now. Is that you? Sure. Would you say that's fair? I would agree with that. I, I probably I, would. Would I don't know much about him. I may toss in a Bingham. Like he seems right? like someone yeah. who's, who's at least vocal yes. on the field. So I would assume it right. translates. If if those three guys you named said I ain't playing. How long of a discussion are we having? Yeah, it's a discussion. The conversation's yeah, over. It's over. Yeah, Eric, I go ahead. What, what were I, you going to say? I, th I think the only the only name that you missed was was Chicharito, but with his injury, he's not going to be part of that conversation. So if he were there, yeah. maybe he'd be someone, you know, to speak up and make that move as well. But who knows? 
Who knows? Yeah, I, we, we, yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, Chris, Chris no is over there the holding room. his tongue. I can tell. Yeah, it was, who knows? It's, it's one of. <laughs> So Maybe. so anyway, I knew that they were going to go to the stadium and that was going to happen. As we told you, Seattle was at the hotel. Here's where the situation differs from the Galaxy and Seattle and almost every other team from what I can tell is that there was never a meeting in person of those two teams because Seattle never made it to the field. Uh, they stayed at their hotel and the Galaxy apparently um, were getting ready to play at one point and then there was a decision made that they weren't. Now, that decision could have very well have been that Seattle said they weren't playing. And that's what tipped this off. I don't believe that that's what it was, but I have nothing to tell you that that's not the way it was. Because if you look at the stuff that was released and you look at the quotes that were released and everything that sort of came down and you look at the timing of all those things, Seattle was way more out in front on that stuff than the LA Galaxy were. And that's surprising because Seattle was on the road. So technically speaking, that should be harder for them to be out in front of a lot of these things because it's harder to do stuff when you're on the road. Um, but they were and had made a decision. It looks like well before um, the LA Galaxy um, wanted to uh, or 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 didn't want to do that. So that's yeah. that's sort of where where I'm at. I think it comes down to optics too, because we were just talking about leaders. Who are the leaders? Who's speaking out? You saw LeBron come out and, and say something. You saw the Milwaukee Bucks players come out and say something. Stephen Fry put something out before an official statement was released. So he was being making it vocal. The Sounders came out with their statement first before the Galaxy. So optics-wise, I mean, it makes perfect sense that Seattle was the one kind of leading the charge uh, to, to call the game off. Yeah, it, it, it there's by the way, chat room says, hey, listen, there's also a question of, as like we said, the LA Galaxy were still on their way up to the stadium and trying to make that decision as they all got together. And it's easier for Seattle, who has been together all day, together. traveling on a plane, doing all that stuff. They were already together. Fair. I think it's a fair criticism. I, I agree um, on that one. So, uh, oh, 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 hang what? on. Hang on. What? They don't they don't have a group chat. Hey. Not, they're not in a discord. <laughs> they don't have a text group. They should get we, a discord we, is what they need. All these conversations happen in person? It's 2020. I couldn't tell you the last <laughs> conversation I had in person with an adult who wasn't my wife. I, <laughs> this, I don't know. It seems like they could if they wanted to. If they wanted to. If I mean, they look, wanted to. It's no different than when, you were, when you're a kid and your old man says, look, I can tell what you want to do based on the energy you put into it. And I can tell what I make you do based on the energy you put into it. If they wanted to make a call. If they right. publicly wanted to make a call, that call could happen. That could, that, could in, in my opinion. They, in my opinion. You're right that there's no barrier. there. I think there's also something there, and I'm willing to at least say that if they wanted to do it in person, and that was the thing, and that's what I was told, that they wanted to do in person, and that's how they chose it, that that would be slower than than going to, you know, than saying we're all together or doing a, a phone chat or whatever, you know, whatever. That's I, I agree. I, I, I you're, you're right, Chris, that the criticism there is correct, um, that they could have if they wanted to, if they wanted to do it the other way. This is the problem right now. Here's the, can we get to the main problem is we have no Please. idea because because you can because learn, you can learn car maintenance on YouTube if you want <laughs> right now. I have. You can learn to fix a car I, right I, now on YouTube. It. I fixed my uh, sink thanks to a few plumbing yeah, YouTube videos, so I can co-sign these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can do uh, the battery on my you know how like the igniter on your grill doesn't work, right? Mm -hmm. You hit the button and it and doesn't go click, click, click. And I was like, well, how do you fix this? Looked it up on YouTube. Ten minutes later, YouTube, fixed yeah. and cooking. Yeah, that's it. All they, right. They, so no. they told AJ he was getting traded via phone call. They couldn't <laughs> yep. they couldn't pick up the phone and call each other and figure <laughs> out where they stood on this. <laughs> they, they do that a lot. They do that a lot. Um, yeah, no, they they could. They absolutely could 
If they chose not to, however, I'm not going to pin that. If they said, hey, we'll make the decision when we all get together because we all want to discuss it in, pa- in person, in face, that's, that's uh, in face. That doesn't, that doesn't, there that's not a face. word. We, that's not a statement. We're officially but, then off I, the but then I have another, I have another follow-up question. Then once yes. everyone's there, how yes. does it take so long? Like the moment everyone is together, what takes so long? That's the criticism, though. That's the criticism of this whole thing. And and let's go over some, you know, there was a statement put out by the LA Galaxy. It was well after most of the other teams had been putting out statements, and I'm sure that they wanted to get it right. They were another 30, thing. 38 words. They better got yeah. it right. It was only 38 <laughs> words long. So be, I, I be imagine simple. every word carried a whole lot of weight. Be simple. Be be quick. Right. That was the, that was the be idea simple. on that. Um. But they put out their statement, and then it takes a much longer. And as a matter of fact, I was I was texting the LA Galaxy because I was like, "Hey, I I would like to talk to some players." I go, "Are you guys going to make them available to us? Like, there's a Zoom call set up for this stuff. We could just talk to them." It's it's been, by the way, press availability has been a lot easier ever since the Zoom call started, and you can just like sit at home and like go on a Zoom call and talk to you know Sasha Kleshin. And they didn't make anybody available to that. Um, that was not how they did. Instead, they released the the YouTube video that is. I think it's very honest from Sasha Kleshin. I don't want to sit there and say that it, it's not because it is. Um, it is weirdly cut. It, the way that it starts is like Sasha was having, and, and Chris, you and I talked about this, the way that Sasha was having a conversation and they was just like, like, oh, okay, well, no, we're gonna, just going to record this. Let's go. Got, like, it's all in the middle of the conversation. He got hot. He got hot like, halfway through a point and was like, turn it on. Turn it on. I'm going to go. It was like, Sasha, yeah. you want to write something? It's like, nah, I got a freestyle right off the top of the dome. Let's go. Or... Or what happened was the person who was recording it forgot to hit the record button, which, by the way, <laughs> been there, done that. Okay, so I, I know that. Yeah, I, one of my first interviews I ever did with Chris Klein, 10 minutes in, forgot to hit the record button. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, hey, Chris, I think we had a problem with the microphone. We're just going to have to start over again, if that's okay. Yeah, I don't want to tell him that I was the moron. So uh, oh, that's man. how it goes. Eric, what, what were you going to say, Eric? <laughs> I was just going to say, imagine Sasha going into this you know, emotional speech about, about social justice and then saying, you know what? We missed that. Can can you go again and just keep that same passion though? You just do it one more time, one second take. Bring <laughs> that yeah, same that, energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's a movie. Now, same thing. We got to do it forty-four more times from different angles. All right. So <laughs> that's this, how it goes. Now we did one for you. Now do one for us. There you go. <laughs> Good warm up. I like it. Um, here's what Sasha Kleshin said. He says, um, of support that we have for the black community, which is why I said it's cut weird because that's the first sentence. Um, I think with all the things that we have shown with Black Lives Matter and kneeling on the field before games, we would be hip- hypocrites if we didn't stand along our other sporting brothers tonight and playing and not playing. Um, I think when we play, we put our heart and soul into the game, and I know that our fans watch us with our heart and soul also, and I just don't think it would be genuine for us to play tonight with other things on our mind and not putting our heart and soul into this. After seeing another unarmed black man gunned down by police in the aftermath of that uh, and what's going on in Wisconsin right now, that was on the forefront of our minds. And enough is enough. I think we've seen way too many black men shot by police officers. They need to be held accountable. I think there are a lot of changes that need to happen in our country, and we're at a pivotal moment right now, and it's a big moment for all of us, not only as athletes, but as people and citizens. And for sure, someone will respond to this video and say, stick to sports, and I want to stick to sports. Do you think I want to be here talking about another black man that's been shot by police? Do you think I want to be speaking on this? No. I want to play soccer and I want to be a soccer player and that's what I want to focus on and I don't want to be thinking about another black man being shot by police again and having us to protest again. 
Nothing is changing. So to those that are telling me to stick, stick to sports, the message doesn't work. I'm sorry. I want to stick to sports. I want to play my game. I want to play the game for the fans. I want the fans to be able to have that release and watch us play. But right now, it's not on the front part of our minds. So I hope the fans out there understand why we didn't play tonight and we keep the conversation going. We keep the discussion going and we continue to push for change in our country because I think it's badly needed. Uh, did he get it right, Chris? He is, uh, he is when black people ask for allies, that is what we're asking for. That's it. That's it. It's That's easy. It. It's easy. Standing up. Nobody's, Standing nobody's up. asking you to, to, to put your hand in your pocket. No one's asking, no one's asking you for money. Believe me, we are asking for money, but we're not asking you for money. We, right. it's just, it's just someone to say, Hey, you choose to listen to me because of this other ability that I have, this other skill that I've worked on. You choose to listen to me. For whatever reason, you choose to listen to me. That's why you choose to listen to me. So whilst I have that platform, here's how I'm going to use it. That's literally it. That's it. It's, and, and, and he got it as he got it as right as black people are going to expect him to get it. For what for what we are asking, he got it as right as right as rain. You got nothing else to worry about. If everyone else or anyone else in the organization wants to follow that statement, uh, which w- would be very welcome. But if anyone else in the organization w- would choose to follow Sasha's lead, uh, that would that would be a, um, a worthy model to work from. I, I think he who... got it. He got it correct. Go ahead. I, mean, Gary. I think Gary. I think what he said is exactly the point of what the protest was yesterday. It's these games that you wanted to watch are now not going to happen. So listen to what the message is going to be. There are other important things on our mind and other things we want to say. So instead of watching the game, listen to this statement, you, you know, hear me out. And I think that's, that was exactly the point of what they did yesterday is, you know, we're not going to give you the sporting distraction. So listen to, to the message on why we're not giving you that sporting distraction. Yeah. I, yeah, saw, I saw this guy, I saw this guy on Twitter who, who said, uh, <laughs> That's where you're wrong already. That's your first. No, 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 no. It's it's all about it's it's all about the amount of uh, of importance you put on these people's opinion. So if if you walk into a conversation with a knucklehead, understanding they're a knucklehead, and you get upset, that's on you because you already understand who you're working with. (laughs) I mean, any any extra minutes or energy you give them, that's your business. Uh, but this guy was saying, you know, politics is, has, which is weird, you know, the idea of not shooting black people is a political statement, but, but <laughs> politics has ruined, has ruined all these things. And now I can't, you know, we, we use sports as escapism and we, you know, I can't even escape through sports now because politics is, has come into sports and it's like numbskull and I'm trying not to curse Josh, but it's like, yeah, numbskull. you're doing so good. <laughs> you're doing so like, good. I, I get to the last five minutes, but it's like, yeah, that's the reason, man, they are removing the luxury of escapism from your life so that you have to live with a constant cloud like we have to live with a constant cloud. And and guess what? At the end of the day, you could still turn off the television and completely ignore the fact that basketball players or soccer players are choosing to use their platform to, to amplify the voices of people who may who don't have the same uh, uh, access to speaking to a mass group of people like they do. You can choose to dial out of that, but I, like I'm still gonna wake up in the morning and I'll be black, and I will still look twice when I see a cop drive down the road. That's that's just a part of my upbringing. That's the way I I was raised. That's just my son will will be the same way. That's the way he'll be raised. It's part of our life. We are. It's it's. I shouldn't say we. I'm not an athlete in any way, shape, or form. But they are removing your luxury of escapism to force you to pay attention to the issue, since you are using sports as a way to not pay attention to the issue. It's, it's 
it, it can't get any simpler than that. Protesting doesn't work. Rioting doesn't work. Uh, marching doesn't work. Electing people to office doesn't work. But the whole time you got to watch the Lakers. So now you don't get to watch the Lakers. So perhaps if we make any of those other changes and those affect things in a way that, that we deem acceptable, then you get to watch the Lakers again without having to worry about seeing Black Lives Matter, without having to worry about seeing how many more. This is how, this is how we get to the point where you get to enjoy sports again without having to worry about you know, what we'll call the, the, uh, the politics coming into it. Yeah, well, and and there's also the the false statement that that politics has ever not been completely and totally ingrained within sports. I mean, it's been ingrained in sports since what nineteen. I mean, you can go back to the 1930s, and certainly you look at um at, at Hitler during the Olympic Games, right? With um with with Jesse Owens, I think um there at at some of these Olympic Games, and you know that was a that was a political statement. Those were po- politics entering into the Olympic Games, and you know that's that's the one that, that jumps out to me. Chris, go ahead. I know you're you're itching. Go well, it's ahead. like I, I well I like I like a, I'm a global fan of soccer. I like I like all the leagues. I like the stories. I like the reason uh, people are rivals. I like how these things came about. Do you think Barcelona and Real Madrid don't like each other because they've been competing for the title for decades? <laughs> it's politics. Yeah, yeah. It's politics. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 politics. This is how we get to these points, and it evolves, and and hopefully you get to a point where you're not, you know, trying to kill each other and you're not going crazy and all this. But these things, they 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 grow out of a, an old, oftentimes political beef, and to say that you want to ignore it because you're 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 so willfully ignorant that you're unwilling to learn about it which is which is really the issue it's it's not that you don't like politics it's that you don't want to have to learn about why these things are happening you just want to enjoy it as a as a base activity because you want to shut your mind off but it's like the player is at work and then when he leaves work his mind has to shut back on to the reality of his situation and the reality of the situation of his people like and of their people, I should say, because it's the, the WNBA uh, struck as well. And that's that's gone pretty unnoticed, right. which they've got way no. just like major soccer. They got way more to lose than the NBA right. does striking. Yeah. No, no. The WNBA has been has been, I, I don't know, on the forefront of most of this stuff. Actually, if you pay attention, they're the ones who are like, yeah, we're not playing like and they had a candlelight vigil, I think, the last night. So they've been doing stuff. And, you know, it's the same thing. Um, he, he, MLS doesn't hold as much weight but it holds weight with the people who watch it. And you could see that mm-hmm. because there were certainly some upset people. And then there were, I, by the way, I would think that the, the upset people watching Major League Soccer are more of a minority in terms of overall numbers than the people who perfectly well understand what's going on and support that. Um, I would hope that that's the case. At least that's the case on my Twitter timeline. It's a minority that are upset about this and don't understand it and can't put it together. I, I don't know if that's the real world, but that's it. Eric, I'm going to let you and then Tucker. It's, I don't know. To me, it's it's less surprising for MLS than it is for the NBA. I think in, if you're a fan of the NBA in 2020 and this shocks you and this ruffles your feathers, then I don't know what league you've been watching for the last you know five ten years. Uh, for an MLS fan, I, I would argue that it's probably not as small a minority as we would like it to be. Uh, so it wasn't shocking, but disappointing. And and like you said, I think in general. Uh, the, you know, the population, at least, you know, in Southern California and Los Angeles, given the player that we the, was let go because of racist comments his wife made, that in general, you know, the the, the population is kind of on board with, with what is going on. But I, I think that, uh, you know, th- there's definitely a group that, uh, that, that you knew was going to be upset. And I don't think it's as small as a group as we'd like it to be. 
yeah. Well, Chris, sure. what were you going to say? And, and look, and, and, and to Eric's point, good. Be mad. Sit, <laughs> sit home and age yourself. I want to see I want to see crow's feet and wrinkles all on your forehead because you're sitting home mad. I, I, I agree with you, Josh. I think I think in mass, especially Major League Soccer, maybe not so much around the world, but especially Major League Soccer is a more left leaning sports league. Um, and, and in for the most part, you're seeing almost uniformity in people supporting the, 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 the players and the teams that struck and people coming out and making their statements. And you're always going to get these one or two guys here and there. And, you know, if you see them in your social media feed, you don't have to engage with them. You definitely don't have right. to retweet them. You just block them, move on with your life. Cause right. they, cause you're not going to change. You're not going to change your mind arguing with them. You just block them, move on with your day. In the NBA, you have, you have, I think there's a, an element that, that, that goes um, without much consideration. You definitely have a more conservative base that will enjoy the NBA versus will enjoy Major League Soccer specifically, but it's soccer in general. But all these guys, even the ones that that have moved to to very nice neighborhoods and very nice houses, they all have families. They all got they all got hoods they come from. They all got people that they come from that that they speak to regularly. And you you can't. You, no one wants to be the guy. No one wants to be the 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 black athlete. That's like, nah, I got to keep playing. And I know everyone else, I know everyone else went on strike and everyone else boycotted, but you know, I got to, I got to get my, my game, my game check. You know, it's, no one's wants to be on the hook for that. And so you do have this, this uprising of, you know, NBA, NBA fans that are saying, you know, I'm done or I'm out of the league or I mean, how dare they, whatever. But if, if you're the NBA and you, as a league and you don't support the players, Realistically, I, I know we're all supposed to act like everybody's born the exact same, which is ridiculous. But realistically, right. who is playing in the NBA in 15 years? Yeah. Who's going to play in the NBA no. in 25 years? Like, no. No, we, you can you can want to upset black athletes, but we all understand who's going to play in the NBA in two decades. Well, well, that's that's a really important point, though, because it's about the power that those black athletes have in the NBA as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Because now you have guys who are making a lot of money um, who are safe financially in terms of, hey, if you shut off the spigot tomorrow, I'll be okay. Um, so there's not necessarily that that grave concern that if I speak my mind, that if I want to hold something that I believe to be true, that I don't have a livelihood after that. Um, and I, yeah, go ahead. So I'm like, I'm remembering, like I texted you about it last night. The two, I love that Sasha came out. I love that Sasha came out and made his video. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I personally wish there were louder adult black voices on the galaxy so that it, it isn't on Sasha question because it's right. I, I appreciate, I appreciate his message, but it's not, it's difficult to say, but it's like, it's, it's, it's not, not his it's moment. Not his it's fight. not the moment. Yeah, he, I guess. Yes. It's, it's, he's an ally of a fight, but it's not his fight. And I, and I appreciate him, him pick up the sword and the shield for the fight, brother. You, you as long as you're with us, you're with us. But that's a moment where like you, you, as a black person who supports a galaxy, like you pray for an Edson Buttle. I, I pray for a Mike Randolph. Like I, I pray for a squad, a black squad player, but it, who does it fall on? It would fall on Didi Triori or it would fall on Cameron Dunbar. And it's unfair to ask that of either one of them. Realistically, yeah, it's unfair to put that on a 17 year old kid, 18 year old kid. Yeah. Yeah. Eric, what were you gonna say? I was just going to say that, that there was no one in that locker room to, to, to make that move. You're not going to put Cameron Dunbar out there to be the, the spokesperson of the movement. Uh, so I think that was, like you said, it was, it was Sasha picking up the shield and, and, and brunting the bear of it, uh, on, on behalf of those players, because Didi Traore and, and Cameron Dunbar are just, uh, I, I agree that it'd be unfair to put them out and to make them the face of it. But yeah, what, what's hard, what is, what's, what's hard about being 
uh, sometimes about being a, a, a black American in this country is like, if I spoke to my grandfather, my grandfather would have said Cameron Dunbar should have spoke up because right. my grandfather knows that Cameron Dunbar has been training for this moment since he was six years old. And it's a shame. That's the actual embarrassment of this country. It's a shame that he has had to train for this moment since he was six years old. And I get why the galaxy, assuming, and this is all assumption, I, I have right. no way of knowing this, but that there is there is a reason he has chosen not to speak out or, or uh, you know, perhaps isn't, isn't really welcome speaking out because he is so young. But he has, in some part in his house, trained for a moment like this since he was a child. I mean, a, a, a little boy. Like, it, it's unfair to ask this of him, but there is no one else to ask it of but Cameron Dunbar and Didi Triori. And yeah. the de I, devil's it, advocate piece here is just that if you, if Cameron Dunbar does make that statement, we knew, Sasha knew the reaction that it was going to get. We, we knew mm -hmm. that there were going to be people who responded to it. So this is, you know, your 17 year old kid, he's just getting his career started. So to put him out there and to know that there is going to be backlash, if he was willing to step up and, and ask for it, you know, then, then more power to him. But I think that might've been the attitude behind, you know, wanting to protect him. Yeah, I mean that's where it's unfair to ask it of him because you yeah, we right. all we all Im immediately understand the reaction he's going to get, and and that's you know that is the that that is the 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 payback for those courageous moments. But there's no one else like there there is yeah. no there's no one else. If, it if, has to be if Sasha. If Sasha, if Sasha doesn't, if let's say Sasha is you know he has the stomach flu last night and so he couldn't speak because he was you know up chucking in a toilet somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, who else makes that, who, who else, who else on that team makes that because I can't come up with a name that I feel comfortable saying that they would do that. Um, Augustine Williams in G2. That's probably right? it. Someone, Cause, cause someone, most of you listening have never heard of. He's 25. Yeah. yeah. And someone, most of you have never heard night. of. Yeah. And Dang, he had two four, goals four from night. a man. <laughs> so, um, he was playing for, think, for G2. We, we should know, we should know, by the way, G2 did play their game. Um, up mm -hmm. against the the Portland Timbers too, right? The T two, um, G two versus T two, um, and I think that was the eighth straight loss for the Timbers, if I am correct. The, that the, is correct. The the USL Discord does me well. All right, I read, I read, <laughs> I read everything that comes through that stuff. So I've been I've been paying attention. But um, Augustine Williams is about, I think he's twenty five. Is that correct? Is that a correct guess? Twenty four or twenty five? Yeah, he's born in so, so right in that. Right? Yeah, so so he is he's he's an older ish player that's playing on Galaxy two. Um, but certainly not somebody who's 17 years old. But again, you're talking about a guy who's not on the senior team. Um, you know, is that guy can't be your spokesman? I mean, I, he he seems like he's he seems like he's great. I'm gonna call him a kid because he's still a kid to me. He seems like a great kid, but he can't speak for your senior team. So if if it's not Sasha, I mean, I don't know John, who else it is. I think yeah. next you understand be... you understand. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> well, you understand, you understand be... why why the galaxy couldn't couldn't put a G2 player out. Yeah. You have you have to understand why the galaxy couldn't say, well, here's here's Augustine Williams, a guy 85% of you have never seen play. Who, yep. A guy 75% of you have never heard of. He he's yep. going to be our representative because the immediate follow question is what? Who is he is, and why yeah. is he your representative? Why is there because no one else who can speak except for him? And we and we get the answer to that, right? Because you and I have talked about this many times. It's it's a it's a lack of representation on the LA Galaxy that used to have more black players. There are not many black players. You saw it at the very opening of the MLS's back tournament when they had all of the black players go out on the field in their team groups, and there were two guys from the LA Galaxy out there. By the way, you probably mm -hmm. didn't even know that because you're not because most of probably weren't didn't even know who they were looking for 
because with Didi Traore and, and Cameron Dunbar, they're not exactly you know household names yet. Um, and so that's that's what happened out there. There were two players, and if you looked at the rest of the teams around there, the Galaxy were on that on that low side. I, I think there might have been somebody who only had one, but I can't remember that off the top of my head. But I remember the two stood out. I, if, if you'd like me to correct you, it's going to be a little yes. embarrassing. We no, were no, go ahead. Dunbar, yeah. Dunbar oh, wasn't was there. He was, uh, he was doing okay. warm-ups for the first game. It was just Traore. So we, we it were that one. If, okay. it, if it can get go. worse, <laughs> we were the one. Okay, there it goes. So even, even better. But no, you, you, you remember. I mean, that's, that says something, too. I so. remember. Oh, yeah, I remember. You're damn right I remember. I, I know you remember. I remember having <laughs> this conversation. I remember. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but no, so that's where we sit with that. I, and I wanted to get through that. Sasha made that statement. Here's the other part about this is that Major League Soccer claims sort of responsibility for this, which is not really true either. Um, and players have been voicing their displeasure with the MLS statement because Major League Soccer says that they have made the decision to postpone the remaining five matches. Uh, Miami, Atlanta, Dallas, Colorado, Real Salt Lake, LAFC, uh, San Jose, Portland, LA Galaxy, Seattle scheduled for this evening. Each match will be rescheduled. So you can expect that. We don't know when those rescheduling are. But the bottom line here is players saying that the league did not determine this. This is one of the reasons that it sort of had a cascade waterfall effect coming through this. Right. Is that um, is that it was not it actually speaks to the players being correct on this. There was not that much coordination on this. Um, There was coordination at the last minute whenever it needed to happen. And that eventually filtered through all the teams and it got there. But as you saw with Orlando Nashville, the the coordination wasn't perfect. Uh, I would imagine that in the future they have some sort of setup that says, Hey, this is how we're going to be able to get a hold of you, hold of us before games. If this is going to happen, we're going to send somebody down from the front office. Somebody's going to come down, and we're going to tell you that this is what's going on, so that way you don't go in there. Because um, the the players from those teams were taking a little bit of a hit from from at least one other player, and there might have been a couple other players because they're like, you knew, you knew what was going on, and you decided to play. I don't know how true that is, and I'm not going to throw the stones there, but that's been the indication. Of, of some of the stuff that's gone on with that first game. And that was the only game that actually got completed there. Um, I know the NHL followed up this today and didn't play games. Um, I know the NBA is not planning on restarting and possibly until the weekend. That was the report that was out there today. So we'll see if they play. Um, I want to get into m- some more stuff that we learned today because of these protests and sort of uh, perhaps a racist owner over at Real Salt Lake that we certainly need to talk about uh, because he's been sending ripples through everything here for quite a while. Um, but the the other part of this is that, um, you know, people are asking whether or not the LA Galaxy are going to play this weekend. So I will say this right now about what the about whether or not the LA Galaxy will play San Jose. Uh, we told you there was a conference call tonight. We think that that's an all-player conference call. That should determine what's going to happen. What we think is going to happen is if the NBA resumes and they sort of do their thing and they're they're willing to go back and 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 play, um, that it looks like the rest of the leagues are around this. There is some some com- camaraderie between professional athletes, regardless of what sport they play. And that definitely came into play in this. Um, so understand that the NBA, as the leaders uh, of, of the boycott, with the, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks being that first team, they hold a lot of sway in how other people are going to react. And also being a predominantly black league, they hold the power to sort of be able to influence what's going to happen um, on some of these other places today. If the NBA doesn't come back this weekend for reasons, which we wouldn't know, um, then, there's a, then there's a good chance that you won't see games played in professional sports um, through the weekend as well. So um, that's something to sort of keep in mind. Uh, if, if all that happens, the LA Galaxy right now, I'll tell you that the LA Galaxy as an organization are preparing for there to be a game on Saturday. 
Uh, I know that the players right now as an organization are preparing for a game to be played on Saturday. Uh, everybody's moving as if that's going to happen. Uh, so I think that the chances of that are pretty good. But if it gets canceled for any reason, wouldn't be surprised at all. Wouldn't even be surprised a little bit. Um, so that's sort of where we sit in terms of that. Uh, one other Galaxy thing that I wanted to bring up, and again, it's Galaxy news, and it's stuff that we want to make sure to tell you, is that uh, Yoni Gonzalez, uh, the new signing for the LA Galaxy, who was awaiting um, entry into the United States, waiting for his visa, his ITC, um, seems to have uh, uh, been given his visa permission. Basically, they said, yeah, you have it, and here it is. He is not in the United States yet, though. So, having said that, we don't know what's going to happen um, yet with when he arrives and how that goes. And that could be up to two weeks. It could be three weeks. It could be, you know, a number of weeks still before um, Yanni comes. I would say minimum of five days to a maximum of maybe 10 to 14 days until uh, Yoni Gonzalez is able to uh, to come on there. So uh, that's sort of what I have there. Anybody, any comments about playing on yeah. Saturday? We good? Yeah, Eric. I, I just wanted to, going back to the cancellation and the statements, I think the statement that was the most telling uh, was a statement for the black players for change. I think they, that statement tells you everything, and I'll, I'll read it here. It says, we fully support the actions today of our peers in MLS, NBA, WNBA, and MLB, as well as the recent actions of the Atlanta United and, and Inter-Miami CF. We continue to stand with those who struggle for racial equality and human rights. Uh, as professional athletes, we must continue to speak out about these injustices and use our various platforms until we see change. So they specifically cite the Atlanta United game and the Inter-Miami game as the moment when they're standing with them. So I think that's that's the moment that moved it is, is the player, those players making that decision. And that's where it's kind of throwing a little bit of shade at, at uh, Orlando and Nashville for going forward because they're they're highlighting uh, Atlanta and Inter Miami for for being the first to make that move and kind of forcing the hand. So I think that statement in itself tells a lot more than what the MLS put put forward with uh, saying that the de they made the decision to postpone games. So I think when you look at the Black Players for Change, that that was a much more pointed statement and a powerful statement that told you what was really going on yesterday. Yeah, um, I'll say this. It also I think leaves open the fact that there's no there's they didn't say oh yeah we'll be back this weekend. Um, mm. that's not, you know, we'll continue to do the things that we need to need to do in order to try to force change a hundred percent. So, you know, go listen, this is the season that it was going to happen. All right. This season and, and everything ridiculously crazy that is going to happen. This is the season. And by the way, the, the lights are on. People are paying attention. Now is the time to do it. People are stuck at home. Now is the time to do it. If they're going to do it, if the NBA is going to do it, if MLS is going to do it, the NHL, I mean, there was a lot of criticism of the NHL last night rightfully so, by the way. They earned that criticism. Um, I happen to like hockey. They deserve to be criticized for last night. Um, but you look at that. However this happens, this is going to be the season that is going to happen. Um, and this is also going to open up the chance that next season, this can continue. If things still do not change, this can continue. So your sports that we all love, that I have as a hobby now, do two shows a week at and write articles and you know do all this stuff for, that our sports are absolutely open to interruptions in order to make what I think the world be better. And if that's going to happen, then I'm for that. Make this world better. Because, um, you know, I don't need to live in a world where I have to worry about Chris Tucker being pulled over by the cops and being shot. Um, that's my boy over there. I love him to death. Um, and I don't need that. Boy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, look, I'm always going to be worried about getting shot by the police, man. That's 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 ingrained. Yeah, it's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah, but it shouldn't be that way. You know that. 
And and yeah. and I know that, yeah. and I know Eric knows it, and I know most people know that. You shouldn't have to worry about that. I, I very rarely am worried about being shot by the police. Rarely. Every once in a while, there's probably something shady I'm like, doing. That do maybe. When, let me ask, when you say that, do you mean uh-huh. in general in life or in a, in yes. a police-involved situation? Even in a police-involved situation, they want to pull me over? I'll tell you this. Uh, and uh, my parents crazy. were always, yeah, my parents were always pretty clear with this too, though. Um, is there like, if you get pulled over, don't give, don't, don't like, don't be stupid. Don't be an idiot. Be as respectful yeah. as you can be. I've always taken that as much as I could, you know, I keep my hands where I can see them. I do the whole thing. I'm not trying to, I'm, I'm doing my best not to get shot, but I'll say this. I do not worry about it. It's not like it's something, if a police officer pulled me over, I've mouthed off of a police officer whenever he pulled me over for something stupid. I, I, I imagine Chris that you would not take that same time. <laughs> You mouth you mouthed off to a cop. You know they got guns, right? They tell yeah, you this? yeah. Apparently, apparently, okay. I'm, I'm, you know, again, it's that it's got the white entitlement there. I'm, I'm, I'm not really that afraid, but yes, I have I absolutely. Have. And it's been you, stupid. I've never, I've never mouthed off to a police officer for anything in my life. Uh, I'm, I don't play that game. Even, even on away days. I, and look, I've been on away trips, and and everybody knows ACB gets busy when they're on an away trip. You know, Lars, right. we had our day, and and Lars still rocks and all that. But when when it comes to to mixing it up acb gets busy i've been on i've right. been on a, on away trips with the acb where they get busy and 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 the cops are coming around and they keep on getting busy that's that's right. that's when that's, your boy that, drops chris back tucker's like, like I'm, I'm done i'm done i understand like, no i i'd probably like, be the same way to be Josh, to be honest like batman you're gonna look left <laughs> see a, pot, a puma smoke and i'm gone um no 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 eric anything to add to that are, are, are you are you also <laughs> mouthing off to police <laughs> no, uh, you, you, I, I don't, I, I'm not going to say anything cause it's, it's not my place thing, uh, to say, because you, you're absolutely right. I, it's not something that I've had to worry about. And so all I can say is just that, you know, you have to, when you see what people are going to, you have to, you have to support and, and understand and have empathy to what they go through because, you know, having not experienced it, you have to, you know, you, you, you have to under, understand that it's not understand what you don't understand. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, right. And, and, and put yourself in someone else's shoes. Where where I would tell you, where I would tell you it is your place, Eric, there has to be a discussion, a continuous, constant discussion about the separation between how I feel I may interact with the police pulling me over and how you feel you may interact with the police pulling you over. Only hearing my side and never hearing your side doesn't fix anything. Only hearing your side and never hearing my side doesn't fix anything. There's you just as you should always be aware of, Hey, my spidey sense goes off if I see a blue light, let alone a blue and a red one. Right. We should have, we should be constantly having the discussion about that, the fact that it's different and then why it's so different, how it's so different and then what we can do to kind of bridge that gap. Well, and it's one of those things. I know why it's different. I mean, when, when you look at me, I, I, I mean, it's the same thing as Josh. I, I, those thoughts don't go through my head when you get pulled over, you know, that that's not, I'm not worried about, about being shot. So that's just it's you know so and it's it's pretty clear it's pretty obvious why that's the case that shirt it's is it the shirt it, it's the it's shirt usually yeah, the shirts it, it, I, i've got a little bit of shirt keeps me it's, safe. It's, it's it's the portuguese well flag on the back of the car that's what it is yeah <laughs> the lobster shirt is bulletproof that's what it is all right um let's get to some more fun because um there's only you know nine minutes but chris is on so you know there's only 39 minutes left in this show who knows um uh, who knows? I was going to say, you guys just go. I try to, I try to at least, well, mostly because my wife will kill me if I record for too long. That's talk, really why. I talk uh, to Ed. I talk to Ed once a week. So like, I got to get it all in on Tuesday. 
It's all there. I understand. Um, let's go. Uh, let's go to this. Here's here we had um, RSL and Deloy Hansen. Um, I don't know if you know anything about Deloy Hansen. He's a very very wealthy individual who has done a lot of good uh, for soccer in Utah. Um, and I think that that's a fair statement because he's invested a lot of money in it. I don't know that he's an, he's a great individual. In fact, I think he's probably a pretty crappy individual. Um, but in terms of the money that he has put into soccer, um, you know, from because you and I were talking about how, uh, like it, it depends on where, you know, people from about whether or not, um, you know, like, like how you judge them oh, yeah. as a, as a certain thing, right? Like, it's like, I know, I know Chris, um, I know what he does, Chris, you're, 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 I'll use your example, which is basically, I don't know how Chris is whenever he goes to, to work at a job. Maybe he's a really horrible person and he's mean to people and he slaps people when they get out of line. And so if you're going to tell me that he's really bad at his job, I'm going to be like, well, I don't know that because I only know him about soccer and when we talk about stuff and when we talk about stuff, you're a wonderful human being. So I can't, I can't answer to that. That was your, so for, for Deloy Hansen on the soccer side, you could say, well, that's a good dude, right? Hey, put a whole bunch of money in women's soccer, youth soccer, major league soccer, brought it to Utah. Um, there's a saying, I think that, that Deloy Hansen, um, just doesn't own the mountains in Utah, but he owns everything else. That's basically it. I mean, you're talking about a seriously wealthy individual who, and I don't mean to, I don't mean to to jump on somebody's hobby that they enjoy. Uh, who one time spent one point three million dollars for a dime? All right, a dime, as in a dime, a coin, a dime, one point three million dollars. Somebody said it must have been a really special dime. I said it was the specialist dime because I don't know anybody else who would spend one point three million dollars on a dime. Needless to say, the dude's got money. Who would, okay? who, would who wouldn't sell the dime for a million dollars? Like who's asking <laughs> for the point three? Right. I, I, it was probably in an auction. There were probably other people, rich guys, well, who were bidding on the coin, right? That has to be the Isn't case. that insane? That's the only way. To, it's like, well, I'm going to go spend a million dollars on a coin. And listen, Which, I am certainly aware in, in the coin market, that may be a good investment, Chris Tucker and, and Hammer. Nah. That may be a good investment. In a year or two, that coin, that dime might be worth $1.4 million, and he can sell it, and he made $100,000 off of it. There's, yeah, I know. I I know. It's just I'll it's just you, one of those things. I'll tell you right now. You you think all these protests are bad? Keep you think all these protests are bad? Keep having income inequality and dudes buying right. a dime for one point three million dollars and see what yeah. and see what happens. To, to double down to my point, do you think anyone bidding on those dimes has to worry about getting shot by the cops? No, <laughs> no. no. They I mean, point yeah, to the cops and go shoot guy, that right? dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's how it is. Um, here's the deal: is that Hanson went on his own radio station. He owns a radio station as well. Uh, it's the ESPN radio station in Salt Lake, and he came out and made a whole bunch of comments. And I'm not really going to go over a whole bunch of them because, quite honestly, um, they're just weird. Uh, it's more weird. The dude was very upset. He felt that he at one point he said, that "I felt that I got stabbed by players." Stabbed. Yeah, stabbed. That he got stabbed. It's like he got stabbed by players whenever they decided to walk off the field. Um, you know, he said that basically it would take a lot of wind out of his sails um, and that maybe he didn't want to invest money in players and making this a thing if players were basically going to walk off and do these things. Um, he then locked the RSL players out of their practice this morning. So the guys went, they walked off the field, and then they showed up for practice as they, as all, I think all teams did. Um, the today, I think everybody went back to practice. Everybody went back to training um, because the point of it wasn't to stop playing soccer. The point of it was to not play the games. That was the protest there. 
um, and stuff. So these guys are getting back on it. They're like, we're showing back up. We're going to do it. And he locked the players out. Uh, and he went on his radio station and complained about all this, said that he had lost $3 million in sponsorships. Uh, now, we don't know if that's because of his comments this morning or it was because of the players' comments or it was a combination of the both because, quite honestly, the guy interviewing him, also an employee of him. So it's, it's like you're interviewing your boss and the whole day. It's a very difficult situation to be in. I don't envy it, but... At the station you own, it's the, yeah. I just it's how 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 nice is that? Hey, I need to come on and and talk about stuff. So then Deloy Hansen came back on the radio station, which by the way was a huge party in sort of watching on Twitter and on Discord and everything else that was going on. There were tons of people listening to a radio station in Real Salt Lake to hear what Deloy Hansen was going to say, and he basically tried to walk it all back, and he did a horrible job of it. Um, there was nothing really that good on it. Then, uh, Don Garber comes out with his, his statement, his first statement, by the way, cause I should tell you it gets ugly after this. Uh, the statement says, I appreciate Deloy Hansen's efforts to build the sport of soccer in Utah, his comment, his commitment to MLS, the NWSL and the USL, as well as the game at the youth level has been significant. However, I strongly disagree with the comments he made today and the way they were expressed. They do not reflect the views of major league soccer. Um, that's the, the basic gist of, of that. So that was that. So then the athletic put out an article and what do you know? Deloy Hansen has said racist things for most of the time that he's been owning this club. And they go to a specific incident with Kellen Acosta in 2016, where basically Acosta had scored two goals on the RSL first team. Um, and they lost two to nothing to FC Dallas and MLS play. Um, and then he was introduced uh, the next day to Deloy Hansen, and uh, basically the the introducer says, "Hey Deloy, this is Kellen Acosta, one of the guys who scored against us last night." Uh, Kellen said hello, and the first comment that Deloy made was something like, "Hey Craig, when are we gonna lynch this guy?" Uh, Kellen was right there. He said this right in front of him, um, and this person says, "I just turned around and walked away and left the conversation. And I just walked away." Which, of course, after this article and all of these things that came out, Major League Soccer came out with another statement that says, "We are deeply concerned about the allegations made in a report published this evening concerning language used in the conduct of Real Salt Lake owner Deloy Hansen. Major League Soccer has zero tolerance for this type of language or conduct, and will immediately commence an investigation." So. Uh, it feels like to me, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, it feels like to me like Delo Hansen ain't going to be long for his teams in in Utah. It sounds like that might be something that they try to take away from him. Uh, I think that's a best case scenario because the worst case scenario here is that he continues to own and operate these teams and subject people to this sort of behavior because I I would find it difficult to believe that he's going to have a come to Jesus meeting all of a sudden and and believe that what he said was just just inexcusable and you know all these other things i don't know what somebody somebody else talk tucker what do you think about deloy hansen because i'll yeah. tell you i'll tell you give him give him time give him time and take enough money out of his pocket and he'll come to jesus right. they always do every every time <laughs> you I'm, I'm gonna try to be because it's not my show so i'm gonna try to be delicate in how i speak here right yes yes every time you start uh punishing the class system that uh that makes these comments uh, anytime you start taking money out of white people's pocket josh right yes <laughs> that's correct. when that's when they suddenly learn oh i'm not supposed to say things like and it's not even that he's not supposed to say things like that he's not supposed to get caught this is the only yes. thing that actually happened he's not supposed to get caught and the person that that was speaking to him is was, was the technical director or the former president of, of rsl it was craig weibel 
who uh, used to play in Major League Soccer, used to play on the Galaxy, yeah. wore number six, just over a thousand minutes. Uh, <laughs> even he said once, uh, this is these are the things I like. Even he said after after he made the comment to Kellen Acosta, he just turned around and walked away. Like why? Yeah. Why didn't you yeah, say yeah. something? Why that's that is your Sasha question ally moment to speak up and say, hey man, that ain't right. But, but you're worried about your job. You're worried about your pocket. And I, I understand that. That's that's your priority. The problem is that's your priority because it still got right. said to Kellen Acosta, you know, and, and I, I know, let me, let me be careful here. I know someone on the, uh, on the player side around RSL who is like, mm-hmm. nobody wants to be here. Nobody wants to be right. here anymore. People don't want to be here. People are trying actively trying to get out of there. Um, what do you do? And I don't even, to, to your point about, about he may be losing his teams, I know for Major League Soccer, technically, because people forget, owners aren't really owners. They're investor operator, in, in investor operators, right? So I think that's the phrase. Yeah, something like that. Yes. Yep. They're in, in, investor operators, so they run the organization, but Major League Soccer actually owns the operation. Yeah, that is true of I mean, MLS. There, there's a but that's not true there, though, of right? USL. Yeah, there's there's a there's there's a significant buy-in. They, they own stuff. Yes. Yeah, they, they basically own stock in Major League Soccer. So whenever you buy in, which is your expansion fee and all that stuff that goes in, you you technically like you own a piece. You own something because technically speaking, yeah, yeah, because technically speaking, Deloy Hansen can sell this team. And if he sells mm-hmm. this team, somebody's going to write a check and that money is going to go into his pocket. Which, by the way, mm-hmm. if if MLS does what they probably should in this case, which is force a sale, get it, get rid of it. Josie Altador says, I have a group of people who want to buy it. Like ready to go, Josie. Josie seems like he's going to be a dealer whenever he's like he's going to be all over this sport. Like Jay Z, he seems like he's he he is he's he's just itching. It's like I'm setting myself up. Whenever I retire, it is on. I'm going to run this place, right? That's sort of Josie, and I and I sort of love the attitude that he has with it. It's perfect. Um, but he says we have a group of people. We're ready to do this. Let's do it, right? And so if they force it, Delo Hansen is going to get a big fat check that goes into his pocket. That's sure. not fair. That's not right. That's what's probably life that's that's the, the yeah, best life, case scenario is that dude still makes money. Yeah, I know. That's it. The, the goal, the goal here is to get rid of him. Right. right? Yeah. Like that, that's yes. what you're shooting for is getting rid of him. Yep. I don't know how you do that. I get how you do that at, at the MLS level. I get how you do that with RSL. I don't understand how you do it with the Monarchs. I don't understand how you do it with the Royals because now we're talking USL. Now we're talking in WSL. Major League Soccer runs in its own weird little system. But the rest of these groups yep. don't. Eric, what were you going to say? I was going to say, you know, how do players get cards in games? It's persistent infringement. And it sounds like this is something that he's been infringing. And these things have been happening. That happened in 2016. The players know what's going on. They knew exactly who he was. Uh, this is someone who at the beginning of the pandemic, it became clear that he was more more invested in spending that money on a dime than keeping his staff on and making sure that uh, his employees were paid. So for all, you know, it seems like this is a dude who, we, this was not a secret on who he was. And so it just, what happened yesterday, there was a protest for change because of the way the systemic racism that is in our country. And he seems like he is part of that problem. And I think you want change. Does this story come out if the protest doesn't happen yesterday? Because then he doesn't go on the radio and he doesn't stick his foot in his mouth this morning. So this is the change that is brought because of protests that happened yesterday. So it's just that persistent infringement. The more, you know, rope you give him, the more he's going to end up hanging himself with it. So it's just a matter of, of 
you know, you, you keep giving these opportunities and he keeps misstepping, then that's what's going to end up getting this club taken away from him. It's just unfortunate. Like you said, it's, it's Dar- Donald Sterling 2.0 where he's going to walk away a richer man for it, but uh, maybe the league will be better off for it. Yeah, Tucker, to your point, which was, you know, how do you do it in the USL and WSL? I would imagine that if Deloy Hansen is going to be forced to sell his stake sort of in MLS, that he'd want to sell all of the stuff together because it's more valuable that way than it is as pieces, most likely. In some instances, having a large company of some sort and breaking it into pieces makes it more valuable. Um, In this particular case, I think there's more value as a whole because all the facilities and everything that sort of comes as one. So. I yeah. agree, but are you sure you can? Are you sure Josie's got the money to buy three franchises and to run yeah, three separate teams? Like that's I, where I it would, starts to get dicey. I, I'm not trying to be rude on any of this stuff, but I mean, whenever you're looking jo- at the NWSL, <laughs> yeah. Whenever I'm, that's why he's bringing in <laughs> Donovan Mitchell from the Jazz. He's Josie the broke as hell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whenever you're looking at the NWSL and the USL, I would imagine that in Delroy's land, those are rounding at the end of the number for the major league soccer team, the MLS team is the most valuable Then NWSL and probably the USL team. Um, they're probably on pretty even footing actually with USL and NWSL. Maybe NWSL is a little bit more valuable in terms of how things are going. However you do that, it's just sort of like, Hey, uh, you know, do you, do you want to, do you want a free cookie with your, with your stay at the hotel? Listen, I'm not making money off the cookies. All right. I'm making money off the stay at the hotel, but I'll give you a free cookie if you stay at the hotel. Right. It's sort but of the, got, the sweetener. If he's getting if he's getting the plaudits for spending all the money and bringing, in part bringing soccer to Salt Lake or at least floating soccer in Salt Lake, right. clearly it's an issue finding money to float soccer in Salt Lake. And this is a guy who is willing to float soccer in Salt Lake for three different clubs and RSL's uh, you know forward thinking academy that that they've been going with and and scouting all these different players. Right. It's going to be really it's it's a it seems and I, I don't know I don't know any of the finances but it seems like it would be a hard ask to say yes we need someone who's going to come in buy three clubs pay for three different the the playing staff for three different clubs and then I mean what what owner of a major league soccer team is going to want to purchase a team in Salt Lake City Utah that's going to have difficulty bringing in a big star to come in right. and they have to buy you know their pre-done stadium and there's not there's not a ton to work with as far as attracting talent into Salt Lake City so I, I don't know I'm not saying we should keep him I I think we should eat the guy but <laughs> there's at some point we got to figure yeah. out something past just the MLS level No you, you're right isn't that why he probably says what he says? He probably thinks, what are you going to do? You're not going to get rid of me. Who else is coming to Salt Lake and spending this money? So he feels like he could say whatever he wants he's, to say. He's he pain. hopped on his own radio station <laughs> to defend himself. <laughs> he got interviewed that by lovely? his employee. <laughs> yeah. I mean, by the way. It's, 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 he's got a lot of room to work with up there, man. Tucker, whenever you own your own radio station, just just remember that. All right, whenever that happens and and you're in that, I just I want you to remember that at one point you were saying that Deloy Hansen can just hop on his own radio station. I imagine if you had your own radio station, we couldn't get you off of it. First off, I, I do four hours a day. Between, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'll take like I'll take like nine and one, and then I'll I'll leave for you know late then lunch. Leave and for, call okay, it good, good. And then good, you're not you're, too early, you're, not you're, too late. <laughs> and you, you're Howard Stern tenure. You hang out for 10, 15 years. You guys, you guys are easy money, easy money. Okay, Galaxy okay, Podcast okay, Network. It's coming. 
Good. I love it. I love I love how it goes. All right. Good. Um, that's sort of where we stand. I wanted to tell you, obviously, that the, the schedule for this weekend still stands as of right now. We will update you. You can go to the site. You can go to Twitter. You can go to our Discord, which now has over 500 members in a very short amount of time. We had some former LA Galaxy players in the Discord yesterday as well. Uh, so it's, it's, it's been an interesting time. Galaxy history has been, been throwing some, some fun stuff our way, um, in there. And like I said, uh, over 500 members in a little over a week. And I would imagine we keep that up here for a little while because people are starting to realize that it's a good place to be. I know Chris, you're in there all the time. It's good to see you. Hammer's in there all the time. I'm in there too. Yeah, it's, it's there is. Oh, you, you know what you should shout out on your discord. What there what? is a there is a uh, what are they called servers server room somewhere. There is a server yeah. on the corner of the galaxy discord for trading jerseys. So if you're oh, yes. looking for a jersey that you haven't been able to find hop in there, there are people posting jerseys. They're willing to trade posting jerseys that they're looking for. People are scouring <laughs> Ebays and Mercari's like it's a great place. Yeah. There, there are some big asks on that, uh, on that, on that trading spot. People are like, "Hey, does anybody have a, a black and gold?" You know, I'm like, "Nobody, come on!" I mean, sell, sell I mean, your kids. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I may have an extra one. I mean, that's a truth. There is an extra one in this house. I just, as I told Tucker, I'd rather have two than one. So. It just it, this is, it, it, this it is why this more. is why we're protesting, Josh. This is you know this is, <laughs> yeah, this is the beginning know. steps of why we're protesting. Uh, yep, generational I know, wealth. I know. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's ch- it's it's channels, um, channels on the di- on the server. So a Discord is a server, and then we have a server, and then we have channels. There's a uh, trading post on there. Eric came up with the off the rails section, which is one of our most popular ones, where you can talk about just about anything. Um, that had all of the MLS stuff, and that usually talks about MLS as a whole in there as well. So again, lots of stuff, lots of people talking. Um, it's good to see, and there were some there were some tense moments yesterday on the Discord. Um, as I told some people, be adults and don't make me come in there and moderate. Don't make me babysit. And so far, it's worked. Um, we have some other moderators here in there who would let me know if anything got real out of hand. If you get out of hand, I'd have no problems banning people. But for the most part, I would say that you're adults and that you should be able to handle yourself as adults. So uh, it's it's a pretty open place, and you you can you know you can talk about things that you want to talk about in there. So, um. I think that's it, guys. Uh, the game is 7.30 p.m. Kickoff time. It's supposed to be on Spectrum Sportsnet. Uh, it will be blacked out. Yeah, it'll be blacked out on ESPN+. Plus. Um, so don't don't complain about that. It's going to be blacked out. I know it is. Um, I heard a rumor that 16 of the 18 games the Galaxy were supposed to play in these next restarts and everything, that most of those were going to be on Spectrum Sportsnet. Um, so just get prepared. It's not great. It's not great. As, as I say, it's not great, Bob. That's not a that's not a great thing that you want to have happening right now. So, Eric. But I, I will say to to pump up the Discord a little bit more, uh, and I've had some dealings with uh with with Chris and and Saint Michael about getting acquiring some of these uh, recordings. Uh, if you, this goes on Twitter, or if something goes public, those things don't see the light of day. But in a, in a Galaxy fan Discord, you might be able to get your hands on on some streams or find out where where these things happen. Uh, so, I of course you know another I, I reason to join the Discord. I of course can't condone that at all. That would be horrible. No, I, People I've heard. on there I've did heard. those things. I've heard those things happen. Even, I, I have not seen them. I have not seen them. So just like to point <laughs> that out. Um, but anyway, so that's a, that's another thing. So that's what we have. Uh, the San Jose Earthquakes game right now. It seems like it's going on. That's all we know. That's where we're at. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't go on. But um, you know, it's a it's a time. Hug your neighbors. Hug your friends. Hug your wives, even. I mean, you know, I'll hug my wife tonight, probably. It's probably going to happen. So, um, you know, all those things are, are are ready to go here. Tucker's over here cracking up. Yeah, I've <laughs> lost him already. It's, it's too like, long. It's like 8, 11, 8, 15, where We've lost you. 
I'm like, why did you start with neighbors and then like default down <laughs> to, to wife? Yeah, it was a weird, it was a weird progression. I admit it. You know, sometimes right. I don't think people give give. And this is well, I'm going to toot all of it's our hard. horns right now. Yeah, is I don't think people give enough credit that when you do these shows, that you say some of the weirdest things in the weirdest <laughs> orders that you ever you would never say that in a normal conversation. Um, but I wanted it to be like you know, reach out to your friends. That's what I was really saying. Reach out to your friends. Um, and of course, you can't hug anybody right now because of COVID. So you know, new test is coming out. That's actually kind of an interesting thing. There's a new 15 minute test that just got emergency approval that you can do at your home. Um, that gives you results in 15 minutes. Not ridiculously accurate, but accurate enough to almost get back to normal if you took one, say, every day in the morning and you're sort of like, hey, let me check. Yep, and they cost about $5 a piece. I mean, that's. I know that there's lots of different levels on different things, but $5 is in a region where I think you can get the majority of people um, in the United States to start using some of these, not all the time, but in certain situations that you could, that might benefit. It might be a way to get people back into soccer stadiums. That's eventually where you're going. If you could take a test in 15 minutes that would tell you whether or not you could go to the stadium, would you go to the stadium? If your test came back and you knew everybody else was tested on the way in? No, no, no. Chris I don't Tucker trust like, everybody no, else. No, I'm not, I don't trust no, everybody I don't else. Trust <laughs> Why are you trusting all these people? You don't know these. Josh, Josh, I get the the podcasting and and the right. media credit. I get. Yeah. You don't know these people, man. They're filthy. They're all disgusting. <laughs> I know my friend. My friends are disgusting. I can only assume the rest of these people are absolutely disgusting. No way I mean, whatsoever. Yeah. I take showers, except almost. for you, Eric. Yeah. Except for, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I got you. You're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was good. So sure. anyway, that's where we said. All right, we're going to get out of here. Um, before we get out of here, Chris, I'll let you uh, give plugs first before we start the music and do our normal stuff because I want to make sure. And I want to thank you for coming on. I told you you needed to come on here and break up my whiteness. All right, because uh, <laughs> it gets a, it's a little bit too white on this side. And I certainly understand that. And I appreciate, as always, your, your perspective on things. So I'm glad you can come on, buddy. I'll be honest. I I was just sitting here waiting to see if you would actually read that lynching quote. And when you did, I was like, "Hey, he's an actual reporter. He just went for it. Didn't no, wasn't concerned right about getting. Oh no, was, I don't care. Right I'm gonna I'm, cut. I'm gonna cut your audio saying that. It's gonna become my new text tone. Every single every time I get a text, the only time my volume will be on is when is when I get a text from Josh being like, "Lynch him." <laughs> great. Hey, see great. people. I'm, I'm, even though things are dark. Even though things are, are kind of crazy right now, and it looks like we're all going to go to war with each other, and there's a global pandemic, you can still right. laugh with your friends. It's still okay to have a good time. It's still okay it's to still- smile. Don't worry. It's not. No one snowflakes. Josh laughed, and I laughed, and Eric laughed, and hopefully you laughed. Eric, and even if you didn't, it Eric doesn't didn't matter. laugh as much. Eric didn't laugh as well, much yeah, as I thought he would. That's you know, I'm kind of worried about. <laughs> <laughs> Eric sitting there, stone face. Yeah, like, I don't want to get in trouble. Anyway. He's, He's he's light skinned. He don't want to get in trouble. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> tell tell people where they can find you, Chris. Uh, tell them about your podcast, uh, all that fun stuff. We record uh, every Tuesday. It's called the Riot Squadcast. You can follow find us on Twitter at Riot Squadcast. Um, we have a website that I think still works is riotsquadcast.com. Um, yeah, we do like, I don't know. I'm really obsessed with like the weird history of the galaxy. So we'll do, uh, we do a game that Josh keeps ducking me on called know your history where it's a, it's a a points to, we should play one right now, Josh. No, no, Josh, we, Eric, we know, we know Eric wants to do one. I don't want to, here's why I don't want to do one is because I can barely remember who played on the galaxy last year and you want me every once in a while I can think back. I just don't have the brain space for it. I'm not that smart like that. I can tell you anything you want about like 
sort of some of this stuff, right? But you, you're like some ma- magic genius with all these spreadsheets. You're a more spreadsheet geek person than I am, and everybody thinks I'm the spreadsheet sheet geek, like the worst. You're your way worse yeah. than me. You're I will, way well, here, worse I'll, get, I'll, I'll leave you on this gonna, one, then. Uh, I, 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 go ahead, sir, please. Uh, I said to, to just give a further plug to your show and, and to the game, I'm someone who's followed the club since its inception, feel like I know the club pretty well in and out. And I listen to some of that and I go, I do not have any recollection of that player ever suiting up or, or knowing what number. So it, it is pretty incredible. The the things that you pull out of the hat. Yeah. I charted. Like uh, I, I, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, I was like, I was going to ask you to give me something obscure that like, you know, off the top of your head, that's just stupid because I know there's a uh, stupid obscure thing in your head right now. Ethan Zubak's goal against LAFC is the 50th goal scored by a different forward in Galaxy history. He was the 50th forward to score a goal against LAFC. Uh, did you tell him that? I did. Of course I did. Yes, I figured you did. Okay, just <laughs> checking. He was, he was very check. proud to know it. But yeah, we do like, <laughs> uh, I, I charted all the, I charted every, uh, every player's, I charted every um, jersey number in history. So going back to 1996, every person that's ever wore every number and in the order that they wore it. Um, because I figured if I did it one day, all I would have to do is maintain it. And then when yes. my son was older and he wanted, if he got into to sports stats at all, he could just have this, this Bible. So I started collecting all these different stats and, and now I have, I think I have all the salaries from 2004 on cause that's when they first uh, announced them. Uh, I've right. charted all the USL stats going back to 2014, the first team, uh, each coach's record, um, so that I can, I have like, I just, I like definitive answers. So I like knowing who's, you know, here, do you know which players have the most minutes from goalkeeper, defender, midfielder, and forward? I wanted to know that. Mm. So I sat yeah. down and figured it out. It's, it's Kevin Hartman, AJ De La Garza, Kobe Jones, and Landon Donovan. Um, okay. And, I, and I, I would have guessed a couple of those. I wouldn't have guessed all of them. I wouldn't have guessed AJ had the most minutes, but that makes sense AJ. that he would. He would. Yeah. Yeah. Eight years, yeah. eight years on the back line, like, and and that's the thing. Like, I I want to know these things because I am. I'm gonna walk a line one more time. I am yes. a believer that those who control the history can control the narrative, and I don't like uh, some of the narratives that come out of the organization sometimes. So I went to learn the history so that I can write my own narrative or write the narrative that I think fits a little more accurately. So if you want to join in and, and check it out and, and come along on the ride at Riot Squadcast on Twitter, we release every Tuesday, give or take. And uh, yeah, man, ads real cool. One thirty eight on Twitter. If you want to come talk to me. Hey, awesome. And in the discord all the time, oh, by the way, zero cool as well. So you can head over there. Awesome. All right. Uh, Eric, you good. We're going to get out of here. I'm good. We're good to go. All right. Tell people where they can find you. Let's go. All right, you can find me on Twitter at GIS Hammer. You can also follow me on Instagram at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P R O F O U L. All right, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at J Gessman, J G U E S M A N, and of course at Galaxy Podcast, cornerofthegalaxy.com, and our Corner of the Galaxy Discord. If you need an invite, let me know where that in where you are and i will send you that invite also be in the show notes for this show all right uh for mr chris tucker for the hammer himself eric the portuguese hammer beer i'm josh pato guessman you've been listening to corner of the galaxy on corner of the galaxy.com be good everybody you've been listening to the corner of the galaxy podcast corner of the galaxy you can follow the show on twitter and instagram at galaxy podcast and be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook 
by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.